The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Just a couple more of your texts coming in on the cell phone issue about whether or not they should be banned. Like I said, there's dad down in Denver is trying to get a banned sale to anyone under the age of 13. How about this one? From Cody in Three Hills, and it says, Children should never be allowed to have internet access unsupervised. They are too foolish to understand the dangers that are involved. There are countless creeps preying on kids, especially girls. Does the name Amanda Todd ring a bell? Get them an analog phone. Call and text only if you must stay in touch 24-7. And this one says, my kids got phones when they started driving. It's all good if parents are actually going to teach responsible use. But too often kids have no boundaries. Parents have no clue, even if they think they know what their kids are up to online. Usually kids are in over their heads. I teach junior high. Trust me, they are in over their heads. Man. Technology can be a blessing, can be an absolute pain in the you-know-what, can't it? I want to switch gears here a little bit. Another biggie, to be honest with you, and again, it's another one of those ones that you've at some point have probably had to have a conversation with um, with your kids. Uh, maybe you've had to have it with your parents. Maybe it's the tables have been have been flipped there. Maybe you grew up with it. But alcohol and the repercussions of it. Now listen to this. There were more hospital admissions in Canada last year for alcohol-related conditions than for heart attacks. What? Yeah. More hospital admissions in Canada last year for alcohol-related conditions than heart attacks. Think about that for a minute. That's according to a report released today by the Canadian Institute for Health Information. Alcohol poisoning alcohol withdrawal, liver disease, chronic alcohol abuse and other conditions that are quote 100% caused by the harmful consumption of alcohol accounted for about 77,000 admissions. 77,000. Now, Tim Stockwell, the director for the Center of Addictions Research in B.C., joined Ryan on the Jesperson Show this morning to crunch the numbers. Take a listen to this. So, and this is only the tip of the iceberg. So 77,000 hospitalizations caused completely by alcohol, nothing else. These are alcohol poisonings, alcohol use disorders like alcoholism, whatever you want to call it, alcohol withdrawal, convulsions from withdrawing from alcohol, um, alcoholic liver disease. Nothing else has caused those hospitalizations. Tip of the iceberg, there's also injuries from road crashes and assaults, cancer and a range of other things that they haven't included. Wait a second, Tim. They haven't included hospitalizations from those? No, no. These are just the tip of the iceberg. They're about 30% of all the alcohol-related hospitalizations. So in other words, the the numbers that you're providing to us are actually probably 30% higher? Sorry, the numbers that the Canadian Institute for Health Information are providing, I, I just advised them. I'm not an author of the right. report. And I told them all along to make it crystal clear that what they 
were doing was very, very conservative. So the 77,000 alcohol-caused hospitalizations they report for Canada in a recent year are the tip of the iceberg. There's Jeez. about another, there's approximately twice as many more that they hadn't included. That's insane. I mean, I was going to say to you, I assumed that, that things like, you know, I mean, domestic violence-related hospitalizations, motor vehicle accident-related hospitalizations, I figured those would be almost the driving force or, or the lion's share of the hospitalizations, but you're telling me they're not even included in the report, and they still beat out heart attacks for hospitalizations. Yeah. Yes, the back of the envelope calculation to extrapolate for Canada would be about 250,000 alcohol-caused hospitalizations in Canada in a year if we take account of these ones partially caused, like the ones you mentioned. Wow. Staggering numbers. So the conservative number, what they're saying, is 77,000 admissions. But you just heard Tim Stockwell, the director for the Center for Addictions Research at BC, telling Ryan this morning that there's probably actually twice as many more, as many as 250,000. And when you look at the cost for each of those admissions, about $8,8100. Now, the doctor, or Tim Stockwell went on to say that they are not unique visitors, that in some cases that it's a number of people with repeat admissions to hospital. But when you when you look down and you break down the alcohol statistics, who's doing the drinking and where? Well, a little bit more insight. Men, not surprisingly, are way more represented than women, um, almost two to one. Um, younger males feature a bit, but older males do as well because, um, you know, there's alcohol use disorders. It takes a few years um, to develop those. Um, then there's all sorts of geographic differences. The north of the country is, consumes more than the south, and there's probably lots of reasons for that. Um, the west of the country, so I'm in BC, and you're in Alberta, our two provinces um, outdrink and have more problems than the east. So there's, there's a lot of variation. It's also by income. Wealthier people drink more than less well-off people. I mean, they can afford it. Um, but there's not necessarily getting the same level of harm. Per litre consumed, poorer people tend to get more harm. I don't think it's the alcohol they're drinking. I think it's more to do with how much health care people get and how much protection they have against diseases generally, perhaps from diets. There's a big generalizations that I have to be careful. But it's just well observed across the world that lower income people, you know, litre for litre um, will get more harm. If you add up all the harms that the wealthy people they get, they still get a lot and maybe more than the people drinking less or on low incomes. But the, you, you, I hope you can see it's a sort of subtle difference here. Yeah. Maybe the wealthier people drinking l- longer over their lifetimes more susceptible to things like alcohol-related cancers and liver diseases and less well-off people more susceptible to acute harms um, and, like, and, and acute illnesses. Tim Stockwell on with Ryan Jesperson this morning. Now, you look at some some more of the numbers and some more of the stories with with this, and there's one more clip that I do want to play for you. Um, 
a lot of folks saying, you know, this is this is eye-opening, this is worrisome, and a growing concern for Canada, for Canadians, because apparently almost 80% of us drink, and the amount of harm that alcohol is doing continues to grow. Alcohol, another number for you here, was the third leading risk factor for death and disability globally in 2010. That's up from sixth in 1990. Um the 2015-2016 year, so this this report, was the first time that the group looked into this, this uh, statistic, believing that its impact on the health system can provide insight generally into the harms caused by alcohol. Now, we know that drinking can carry a number of known health risks, include um, pancreatitis, liver cirrhosis, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, um, the risk of death in some cases. Uh, This morning, uh, one of our listeners uh, texted in and wanted to know what the definition of an alcoholic was and how many drinks kind of fell into the okay guidelines. Here was the answer. Well, the first answer to that is to think about uh, Canada's low-risk drinking guidelines. So that's if that's a recommended level to drink within to avoid a whole range of health problems. So no more than 10 drinks a week for a woman, no more than 15 for a man. And you shouldn't really be having more than two a day for a woman and three a day for a man. Ideally, taking two days off completely a week as well. Those are roughly the guidelines put out that have been approved by all the health authorities in Canada. In terms of what it takes to be an alcoholic that's not actually a technical term it's a lay term it's a very subjective thing and my best answer would be to say we're all on a continuum we're all on some kind of spectrum of severity if we drink with any regularity we develop tolerance we tend to kind of like to repeat the experience and the more you drink the more that happens and the more you drink the more different kinds of harms you might get health-wise or socially it's yeah. not an absolute thing that you fall into and uh, i think i can't remember if he, he just said it there but he said if you're if you're questioning whether or not you're drinking too much you may very likely be drinking too much i thought those numbers and these are are put out that the numbers that he he quoted there uh, they are put out by Canada. It's the Canada's low-risk alcohol drinking guidelines. And again, it says 10 drinks a week for women with no more than two drinks a day most days. 15 drinks a week for men with no more than three drinks a day most days. And they say plan non-drinking days every week to avoid developing a habit. And on special occasions, ladies and gentlemen, reduce your you reduce your risk of injury and harm by drinking no more than three drinks for women or four drinks for men on any single occasion. Three for women and four for men. Think about those numbers. Think about your numbers. Uh, when I was listening to this interview this morning on the Jesperson Show, that's what I was thinking about. And I was like, whoa, that's a little bit of a an eye-opener. And what they consider one drink is a beer, 312 ounces of beer, 12 ounces of cider, 5 ounces of wine, and 1.5 and ounces of distilled alcohol, rye, gin, rum, etc., that sort of stuff. 
And yeah. And you, uh, I don't know. I don't know about you. It, it, those those numbers just kind of you know open my eyes a little bit. Now I'll be honest with you. I'll go I'll I'll go weeks without a drink, no problem whatsoever. But I tend to fall into a habit of coming home from work, pouring myself a glass of wine, maybe two, and enjoying it, and just getting on with the week. Over the past couple of weeks, haven't had any drinks during the week whatsoever. Hasn't been hard. Hasn't been difficult. I've had a couple on the weekend, and that's okay. Um, And even at 45, 46 years of age, sometimes I have to remind myself I'm 45 or 46 years of age and can't drink like I think I used to, although I'm not sure that that's really really a thing, although sometimes it does feel like it hurts a whole lot more. Uh, How about this one? Keith says, definition of an alcoholic, someone whose drinking causes major problems in their life, but they continue to drink. An alcoholic is a person, is uh, alcoholic, uh, is a person when it affects your life in a negative way. I'm just uh, going to summarize these ones. Dan says, hey, I'm a chronic alcoholic in recovery, 15 years sober, hardest addiction to recover from because it's the most socially acceptable. I'd argue gambling is the crack cocaine of addiction. Bladder disease is what I lucked out with. I would be dead or should be dead if not for four treatment centers. What's your story when it comes to this? Um... You know, in in my family, in some sides, we have um, recovering alcoholics uh, on on my mom's side through through marriage. Um, alcohol. I was raised uh, by my parents with what I thought was a, a healthy respect of. Didn't drink much when I was a teen. Anything like that. I look again. I go back to my brother and sister in law. Often you hear me talk about them parenting. I love the way that they have raised their two children with, again, a healthy respect of it. Um, not necessarily, to, no, you can't have any, can't have any, but if the kids were, okay, can I taste that? Yes, and they're like, that's awful, and, and on the way they go, and they don't ever ask again uh, until, they're, until they're older. I, I'm curious about a lot of things. What, what's your number? Are you drinking more than that? Are you drinking less than that? How are you dealing with it in your family? Lots of texts come in at 630-630. If you want to share your story, you can. If you want to give me a shout, I'm always open to a phone call at 496-0063. We're talking about this study that came out uh, today uh, from the Canadian Institute for Health Information that said there were more hospital admissions in Canada last year for alcohol-related conditions and heart attacks. 77,000. And the director for the Center of uh, Addiction Research of BC says that's really just the uh, tip of the iceberg. That's a very conservative number. If you look at everything, it's probably closer to 250,000. Uh, Jim, hold the line for just a moment. Wanna, I'm going to get your phone call in just a second. A couple texts coming in. It says, uh, you know, for the numbers, as far as how many they suggest that you should have. Uh, my mom, no, there. that's a lot for someone my size. The most I usually have is two. But my mom told me about her dad being an alcoholic and how it affected her he died before I could even remember him Dano said no cheer Jordan says alcoholics are such a lot of the time drink to shy away and diffuse from stressors in life 
An alcoholic is a person who doesn't have time for his kids and figures he is doing nothing wrong. He doesn't have a problem. It's everybody else's. That's from Hinton. Sounds like uh, personal experience right there. And now with this one, hey, Jaylen, I have a theory that I try to stick with to help monitor, monitor my alcohol intake. I've always said that I enjoy alcohol too much to become an alcoholic. That, of course, would mean that I would need to stop consuming it completely, and that's not where I want to be. Uh, me either, Dan. And I think, though, over my years, I have realized, and I think probably a lot of us have, when we've had too much, okay, no, that is that is enough. Um, no. I did that last Friday night. It's like, nope, I've had enough. Go to bed. I'm out. And it wasn't anything crazy or anything like that. It was just, I'm done. That's all I need. And I'm going to bed. Hi, Jim. Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, I probably have one beer, maybe every five or six years if I decide. But I would, my other point was, I would challenge people, especially those who live in smaller communities, uh, to visit their local graveyard, mm. walk through it, and you know the people that have died in car accidents, mm-hmm. uh, alcohol and drugs and addictions, and stuff like that. Mark down the ages of these people who passed on. Look at how many years our communities have, have lost in productivity. How many children have been orphaned because of this evil? Yeah, that's all I want to say, and uh, you would be very, very surprised that when you start looking at the numbers laying there, mm-hmm. it is horrible. Jim, I appreciate the phone call and the one beer every few years, just because you're, eh, it's, it's it's the time where you just you're craving one at that point. Oh no, I just yeah. I could walk by my fridge, and if there's a hundred cans of uh, <laughs> pop in there and one can of beer, I'd probably have 99 cans of pop before <laughs> I got around to the beer. And the thing is, I I don't uh, like. I never say I quit drinking or nothing. I just don't do it. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever drink on a regular basis, Jim? Actually, I I used to, but uh, when the kids came along back in '74. When the Oilers won their first Stanley Cup, I got half cut. <laughs> 1987, when I got back from uh, Minneapolis, I brought a bottle back, and that was the last two times. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Take care now. Lots of texts coming in. I uh, got to spend 30 hours in the Royal Alex emergency last year. In that time, six to eight intoxicated people were admitted in emergency, and some were known by name and encouraged to be sober up before they head to the Herb uh, Jameson before it closes. Need to have an overnight detox instead of an, using a hospital emergency. Would agree with you on that. And then and uh, Tim Stockwell said, yeah, the way that we are treating this, we need so much more, so much more. Sean says alcohol. You can start fires with it. You can remove paint, or you can drink it. Don't be surprised if it makes you sick. This one from Camrose. I come from a family with alcohol problems. I know how it affected our lives. I've spoken to our now 20-year-old son about addiction predispositions. He does not drink. He does not smoke. I do not drink much. The odd gin and tonic. My spouse also does not drink much. We have experienced the chaos. I don't want it in our family. From Bonneville, this one says, my numbers are more, much more is my number. I'm probably a 45. I'm a heavy drinker. I'm a heavy drinker alcoholic with a habit. I'm a heavy alcohol drinker with a habit. Seemingly good health. I go to work every day. I spend too much time with my guitars and have become a little antisocial. 
Thank you for sharing all of your stories here this afternoon. Appreciate it. You can be an alcoholic without it negatively affecting your life. That definition is out for people who are alcoholics but haven't yet realized it. If you need a drink every night, you're an alcoholic. I think there's a difference between needing a drink every night and having a drink every night. Um, there were times I would come home and have a drink every night. Do I need it? No, it just, it, it just became habit. And then I don't need a drink every night and just stop. I'm allergic to alcohol, so that solves it. Hmm. I was married to an alcoholic for 10 years. It affects your family, your social life, your children, your self-esteem. It ended with him pointing a gun at me to scare me. He said they say it's a disease, and it is, but that doesn't help the family. 3.59 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.